So the modern America's Cup yacht, I guess, has more in common with probably the Formula One car race than boats of, you know, 100 years ago. So in terms of, I think, the virtual modeling, the materials, the, the system that's gone into these things, it's, it's phenomenal. You know, they're more like aircraft these days. You know, and, and they, a lot of them reach speeds of over 50 knots, which is phenomenal. So if I kind of do my calculations right, that's way faster than my Land Cruiser. So for us helping to kind of tell technology and the story of the sport was kind of, in essence, the kind of challenge that Spark brought, brought to us at Shine. Mm. So in terms of what they were trying to do with their kind of partnership slash sponsorship with Team New Zealand was also to kind of wrap that up with how they could kind of showcase the potential of the Spark 5G product during the cup in New Zealand. Yeah. So to, to kind of wrap all of that up, Spark was kind of keen to really, I think, inspire and, and excite and also kind of educate um, the public in terms of what that technology means, what that can look like and how that's kind of revolutionized the boats. And of course, kind of to give the, um, to give us kind of Auckland as a bit of a preview of this kind of 5G network. So, Mick and Adam, mm. it was obviously amazing to, to kind of work with you guys in terms of developing the vision um, for the experience with you both. But I guess just to take a kind of a, a few steps back, um, it would be awesome for you guys to share a bit of your back, background and kind of expertise and, and I guess kind of what made you want to jump on board with this um, project. That's a terrible sailing pun. Actually. Well, Simon, that's my last one. Simon Curran, who's the CEO of Shine, threatened bodily harm on me, uh, so I didn't have an option. I actually, you know, I'm blinking twice now for the safety. But um, no, in all, in all seriousness, uh, I started off in post-production, worked at a company called Silver Screen in New Zealand, which is now defunct, and uh, through many gears and circumlocutious mm. journeys, um, ended up in New York working at a company called RGA, and working alongside Mick, and we were very fortuitous to be there when we were working on things like Nike Fuel Band with Nike, Samsung, um, mm. by Dre. Um, and from there, I went to go work at Bloomberg, which is a very data-centric company. Um, and so that's why when you know doing a project like this, which is very data-centric and bring, making data beautiful, basically, um, that was my expertise. But when I, I got the phone call initially from uh, Simon, um, I knew straight away I had to bring on Mick because as Mick's about to tell you, his CV is, uh, it's, you know, it's the howitzer of, of CVs. It's, it's the exact person that you need. And also, as you know, Danny, he's a complete pleasure to work with. Um, so with that, I'll pass mm. to Mick to, uh, to give us how it's a CV. I had to turn off video because I didn't want you guys to see me gagging. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you do all your PR build-ups, <laughs> So, I, no, I do appreciate everything you said, Adam. And, um, and you know, my background is a strange background. And then the, the five-second version of it was I was trained as an architect in a time when there, there was a, a significant recession. And so I had to, to adapt quickly. So I, I had kind of minored in uh, graphics and digital, early digital. This is 1987 to 91. And so 
I, um, I ended up finding my way into um, in the agency world, kind of doing a lot of retail and um, physical manifestations of campaign work, starting out at Arnell Group. Um, and uh, one of the guys that I did a lot of work with at Arnell uh, migrated over to RGA and um, kind of saved me and took me over there. Um, and I literally ended up sitting uh, next to Adam. And it's kind of how we met and how we worked together. Um, for those of you that don't know RGA, um, Bob Greenberg and his brother started RGA um, many years ago as a movie title company doing motion graphics for movies, uh, early films uh, that had digital graphics work. <clears throat> but they quickly learned that the world was changing fast. So they adopted this this model of changing their product and what they were doing um, every nine years. And it's changed now to be accelerated more quickly, which is interesting. So when Adam, when Adam said we were there at an interesting time, he he truly means it. We were there at a time when they were shifting from from being a um, ad agency to being a digital agency, and so we had a, a lot of opportunity to work on some amazing projects because at that time we were there, brands were just starting to embrace the relationship between kind of um, campaign and physical and digital and DTC, but it was early days, right? So, mm -hmm. so there was a lot of opportunity and we got to do a lot of really cool work. I mean, you know, nowadays to, to be able to say you worked on Nike, Microsoft, Verizon, Samsung, Beats, mm -hmm. you know, in one, and with Apple in one breadth is pretty limited. Um, but, you know, we were one of the, uh, we were fortunate to be at an agency that was early to the game. And um, so it was a lot of fun. And it actually um, affected the rest of my trajectory on my career into work that is starting to kind of bridge that gap between uh, physical and digital. And so this project was perfect for that, right? I mean, when, when you guys contacted us and said, would you like to be a part of this? It just sounded like not only was it a, a blend of physical and digital, but it was cutting edge digital, right? Like, mm -hmm. how do you demonstrate 5G to the general public through the lens of one of the best sporting events in the world in a location mm -hmm. where it's on its home turf, right? Pretty mm -hmm. exciting. It was a pretty exciting opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And, and, and it, it's just to pick up there on, on your time at... Um, at RGA, you know, that, that must've been a really interesting time seeing how, I guess, kind of the collision of, of brand design, digital, how the, all that was able to wrap up in this thing called kind of experiential design. Yeah. Because, you know, in, in, in the way that brands are now talking to people, it's interesting that the tactile is just as important in, in terms of creating a, 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 an experience that actually, sh you know, shifts an experience in terms of what a brand can be. Yeah. I think that, no. I, I think that when you're working with, with companies like Nike and Samsung, they're not scared to spend the money and, uh, and push the creativity to beat the, you know, to be the outliers. I think that that mm -hmm. they are very comfortable in that spot. Um, and when you're working with companies like that, you know, 
it's it's it can be very trying and very testing because they you know they push you hard um and i think that they understood just you know like some of the most amazing experiential work has come from those companies so you know we were very lucky to be working on all, all that stuff you know day in day out so um you know and, and full credit to rga they they were um very forward thinking to put a band of mitzvahs, misfits like <laughs> like Mick McConnell's a, a classically trained architect, you know what I mean? And how do you how do you put a band of misfits like that together to to make it all somehow make sense? Mm, yeah, that's that's awesome. It's so, just yeah, it's just to, just to piggyback for two seconds on that <clears throat> because of the time when we were there, you know, it's coming up on what fifteen years almost almost fifteen God. years now. We all should have bought stock in the companies that we <laughs> were working with. Um, but also because of it being early days and experiential to, to, to go back to what you said, Danny, you know, mm -hmm. like, like, like we helped, we helped launch H and M in North America. And so to have, you know, um, to have person, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, CEO of H&M show up and walk through like the work that we're doing when it's still like in prototype phase mm. is amazing. Like to have the top level, you know, arguably one of the most influential guys in retail come walk through our little fab lab just to see what we're up to, because what we're up to at the time was pretty crazy cutting edge stuff. I mean, nowadays you think about beacons and sensors and that kind of stuff. And it's, it's obvious work, but when we were doing it, it was like Google was coming down the street to us and you know, <laughs> letting us play with Google Glass before the world saw it, saw it just to try try out our tools on it. Um, mm. It was it was an amazing opportunity to think about like how the environment's going to change and mm. um, and so yeah, the opportunities were fun. I mean, even pre pre Spotify uh, releasing their like SDK to the world, we're you could start to do a lot of work with Spotify. We got to do a lot of early work with them on like, what would it be like if you released your software development kit to the world, what would happen? And so we would ideate around like, is it worth it? And it was such, such interesting time. And that idea of how experiential kind of evolved out of the necessity of these two worlds colliding is, is mm. pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's incredible, and and in, <clears throat> even in terms of just that wellspring of experience um, and the worldview where you guys have come from, in terms of fusing fusing that with the the vision of what this race zone experience could be, um, was a really interesting process. And you know, I, I remember hearing a soundbite from Grant Dalton in terms of how he foresaw or the vision or what he wanted to kind of see within the space. And he, he wrapped it up so well, you know, he said that the vision was to create essentially like a Disneyland um, yeah. for sailing and hey. in terms of what the space could actually become. And, and I think, you know, um, in terms of, of just kind of picking up on, on the purpose and the vision of this experience, um, I thought we could kind of unpack that a little bit more as well in terms of how we kind of wrapped up, that full credit to him he so when we, when we got to we got off the plane from new york and we didn't know our ass from our elbow we were jet lagged out of our brains 
Um, and you guys were amazing as well. You chaperoned us through and we kind of, you know, we were upside many down. Coffees. Many coffees. Many coffees. Um, but I think day two, we, 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 we kind of started, Mick and I did a lot of brainstorming on the plane because you've got all the time in the world mm-hmm. on the plane. Um, and then we got to New Zealand with a fairly good idea of what it could be. Um, but um, Grant Dalton was really great. He really brought us back down to earth. And one of the things he said to us is, is he was scared that, you know, sailing and the America's Cup was going to become too elitist um, mm. and that you would lose a whole generation of sailors. You know, if you look at Peter Burling, I mean, what is he, you know, uh, all these guys, they're, they're you know, they're, 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 they're spring chickens, essentially, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I think that's mm. really a, an amazing way, filter to put on that, is he wanted it accessible to everybody and he didn't he didn't want anybody you know he wanted um you know every 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 generation gap uh, every generation every 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 everyone of every every means to be able to come down here and be inspired and potentially become you know a sailor and that meant from anyone from low income mm-hmm. high income you know the, the whole gamut um, and that, and, you know, and he kind of put that on us, and he was very, 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 very conscious of you could do a high snooty blah 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 blah, um, and that would be great, but you would miss the whole reason of why they do this, and that is to inspire people to become sailors, to be sailors, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, and that that really actually um, snapped us back to reality of like, oh shit, that's right, like people, this is this is mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. people. Um, and two, two New Yorkers coming rocking in there could could disappear quite easily into their own head, and that was really good just to kind of bring us back down. And then we had a different filter to 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 look at the, the some of the ideas that that we'd come up with on the plane, and that that was great. That was mm. and, and they were unbelievably generous with their time and showing us around the boat. Um, yeah, full credit to, to Team New Zealand, and I really hope they do really well with this America's Cup because they were an excellent bunch of people to work with. Mm. Yeah, it's it's an interesting pickup actually in terms of the generosity aspect with when we worked alongside the team to develop the space because you know really to see their kind of desire to 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 make sailing accessible mm. our client's desire for for us to obviously really clearly link the technology aspect with with sailing and and to really um enable people to understand was something that um just really spoke volumes along the way even in terms of you know other experiences there's a fee you know um for people to visit and this was something free mm. this is something that you can book for free and i think that really spoke um kind of volumes in terms of making this accessible, you know, to everyone, you know, it doesn't matter what your background is. You can kind of come in, be immersed in this, you know, be welcomed. There's hosts that'll take you through. Um, you know, I think that's pretty, pretty awesome. Mm, uh, totally. In, in, in terms of the, in terms of the, the experience itself, you know, as, as we all know, you know, it's, um, it has taken an absolute village to raise this experience. And, you know, what we really wanted to do is obviously work with some incredible kind of world-class talent 
in terms of um, wider partners, you know, and that that kind of wrapped up our amazing build partner spur. We had some incredible delivery partners, um, uh, Satellite Media, uh, John Baxter from Perceptual Engineering, um, Build Media as well. Um, and of course, each of, each of these kind of um, experts was kind of charged with um, realizing the aspect, different aspects within the race zone experience. But I just thought it'd be really interesting to kind of touch on working with multiple partners and suppliers. And, um, you know, 2020 was a difficult year, as we all know, and, and we're still struggling with COVID. But just in terms of how that had uh, an effect uh, an inference on the on on the project um, in terms of how that strengthened it. I, I'd just sort of be kind of cool to pick up pick up on that with you guys, and in terms of how you guys found that, and and you know, I've obviously got some thoughts to share as well. But uh, yeah, really keen to throw that to you guys. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little bit, then pass it over to Mick. Um, I think that uh, obviously being a Kiwi, but not worked in New Zealand for a long time, and I somewhat grew up with John, so we're at Silver Scream together, John Baxter. So I knew mm. I knew he was a rock star or is a rock star. Um so that I knew I had that ace in the hole. But mm. overall, I think speaking on behalf of Mick and myself, coming from New York, you don't you we kind of came into this blind and didn't know the caliber of 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 New Zealand talent. And this goes for yourself as well, Danny. I think we were you know, definitely blown away um, and has said this to numerous people about the talent that is in New Zealand and it mm, is awesome. on a par with what we encounter here in New York and, and other places in the world. It's, it's, you know, it's, again, it's a, as New Zealand does, it, 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 it punches above its weight group. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's, uh, it's, you know, and, you know, Mick, feel free to chime in, but you know we were blown away, and we were very, very happy with the the, the people that we were working with. It was just yeah. I think I think mm. what's funny is that that um, you know the accolades aside, <laughs> <laughs> what's what's interesting to me is how it came about, right? The the diversity of the team, mm. because because you know you you may recall. Like, the project has morphed so much from the beginning to the to where it ended up at launch um for a lot of different reasons um you know not just because of the 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 brief or the client's needs or the limitations by uh ETNZ or um you know there were so many parameters um and and so you, it would be fun to kind of um, look at it with a microscope and really trace where some of the relationships came from mm, mm. because they all ended up being pretty amazing partnerships, but they didn't happen just perfectly organically by like, you know, Adam knew this guy or Simon knew this woman, you know, it was like, well, we mm. have a partnership with HP and HP works a lot with this vendor, which mm. that vendor has a great relationship with satellite. Mm. <laughs> and, the, and, mm. then, and then Spark saying, well, we do a lot with satellite. They do a lot of our events with satellite. And then Shine saying, oh, I love, I love these guys. Let's work. It, it, there was this really interesting collision 
that happened that formed this super group, I think. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and, you know, even the way the project morphed, um, I don't know if you remember, but there was a time when it had a significantly large retail component to it. And so we were talking to, you know, fashion designers in Paris and New York about collaborations. And then, you know, overnight we got the retail yanked out from under us. And so that affected not just the, the, partnerships but then the design changed and when the design changed to have less retail we needed to step up the interactivity more it needed more right because it was going to now be tucked in this different space and so increasing interactivity meant well we really need to blow them away with something so we added a station like we that's when i think we added the build a boat station danny and i think that's when you really became heavily involved um, and so then the education component added a different lens to it. And who had we worked with that that had done a lot of work around not just app development, but kind of educational development? It was just a it's a really interesting case study for the diversity and in, in you know what seven stations of of interactivity. And all of that software and the systems behind it, um, in addition to physical build out, it's pretty pretty complex. It's, it's, it's really really complex. You know, I think for some of the complex projects that I've worked on, there's what way more ways it could have gone wrong that it could have gone right. And mm. you, know, you know, it's it's you know mixed right like putting a super group together mm. that have never worked together under a time constraint. And then let's throw in the pandemic in the middle of it. So, yeah. okay, that's great. So we're going towards this place here and all of a sudden, you know, bang, we've got a pandemic. Okay, let's rethink the whole mm-hmm. thing. Um, and really, we, we no one missed a beat. No one threw a tantrum. Was, everybody was incredibly professional. And, you know, Danny, you gave, a, you gave an excellent aesthetic backbone that all, all, everyone could work to. Um, mm. um, and it just everyone was disciplined and everyone got on with it. So again, like as we, as you know, I've talked about as we mm. talked about, you know, and it's great to see it's refreshing to see as a, as a Kiwi living abroad that that can do mentality is still there and everyone, you know, everyone's a digger, mm. and gets into mm. it, you know, turns up with a spade and gets it done. Yeah, I, I love I love the um the the power of of relationship, you know, in terms of um you know. As you mentioned, Adam, there were there were connections there already, but just in terms of the agility going through two lockdowns, obviously you guys were remote and having to have some kind of structure that we were able to bend into a stand-up whip every week and giving people the opportunity to share about problems and issues that came up. And as we all know, there was plenty of issues. You know, we had hardware stuck in Germany that we needed. Um, for one of the experiences and someone knew somebody else spark knew some shipping company and we were able to kind of get this, get access to get this hardware back over, you know, and I think just the, the power of problem solving together and for better sake of terms, not having any no go areas, you know, and being able to have a team that we trusted each other enough to put our hands up and go, actually guys, I, I don't know how to do this or we're stuck here. Do, do we know anybody else that can help? And it was actually a real testimonial to 
the team and making sure it was all about the work and the success of the work for the client and all of the stakeholders that I think got us to a place that we all were able to be really quite proud of. And that I think that speaks, speaks volumes to, to this, to the team. But, um, it's interesting in terms of the way the design developed through lockdown in terms of having to shed ideas or pivot to meet social um, distancing requirements. And I think, you know, in terms of where we needed out with, with the final experience, it actually, I think really enhanced the experience um, in a lot of ways. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think um, forcing us to make decisions quickly um, allowed us not to actually um, water down some of the ideas. You know, we, we, we just decided and went forward and yep, we've got to get on the boat and film in 360. Yep. We got to, we got to work to get all the weather data. Like we didn't, we didn't delay too long once we locked in the, the, the ideas. And so ironically to, to both your points, the, the, the pandemic caused us to lose some weeks, but we actually possibly captured those back by just making really quick decisions. And, you know, this is a big love fest where we're talking about how much we love, but there were a lot of challenges too. It was, <laughs> it, was mm. it was tough, you know. Mm. Um, I'm still to this day surprised it ever got named. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably one of the hardest challenges. <laughs> I, still no. think, I still think Hokey Polo's Hokey Pokey roller coaster is still the best name for that space. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be the that'll be the V two. That'll be yeah. the V2. Um, it, 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 and in terms of kind of um, working with, I know we've talked about the, the, the kind of core team itself, but um, in terms of some of the learnings that I had, um, you know, obviously it was an incredible experience working alongside you guys and, and the partners, but it was just really interesting in terms of, you know, you know we're trying to create an experience, you know, with an experience we've got, materials, lighting, you know, it's an environmental project and not being able to get into a space was a massive challenge. Um, albeit w there was certain points we, we could go in and sense check things and, and so forth, but it really relied on a massive amount of trust in our partners and, um, kind of empowering them as well. And I think, you know, that's, that's one of the things that actually helped really kind of galvanize the project was was trust um yeah I, I think in terms of what that looked like from a from a stakeholder point of view with etnz and and spark you know i um full credit to them you know they they were an amazing client in terms of um obviously being very honest along the way about feedback but it and 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 etnz as well but it was it was a really interesting um line of work working directly with dan bernasconi um build media were a massive massive part of that as well um working in with dan um, on the simulator for example i just would be interesting to kind of talk through that process working alongside very very closely with the client and etnz and how that strengthened the project i think well i think when we when we first got the call from simon uh, Mick and I did a, we recorded a video in 
New York um, to kind of explain who we are and what we've done and some of the work we've done and that we'd love to work on this project, even though it's still fairly amorphous. We recorded it, unfortunately, on the hottest day known to mankind. Um, <laughs> and even though it was a 90-second video, by the time the video had finished, we were both drenched in sweat. Um, so we, we pretty much walked away thinking, well, that was worth the crack, but there's no way we're getting that job. Um, and then we got the phone call saying, yep, they're into it, come down. So we flew down, and I got to hand it to you guys, Shine, to Spark, to ETNZ. You know, it was, it was, I think we were there for just over two weeks of really, really intensive um, work. Um, you know, we did, we did a month and two weeks for sure. Um, mm. And... You know, as we joke, as we were joking at the time, like there's no such thing as a bad idea. You know, we were throwing everything. We were, you know, we didn't have time. We just had over two weeks. We didn't have time to, um, you know, kind of throw a few, few things around and discuss and mull. It was like, okay, we're making hard decisions quickly. And full credit to Spark, full credit to ETNZ. Um, you know. No one, no one dragged their heels. Everyone was into it. Everyone came back with precise and excellent, you know, considerations and feedback and 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 everything. And um, you know, we everyone everyone tied the tied the boats together. It was um, you know, it was really invigorating, actually, a really really invigorating process um, because time was not on our side. And you know, you need one of the you need two of the three triangles, and we didn't have time. Money was a question, um, but clearly creativity was through the roof, and um, you know, and, and that was from every facet, from vendors, clients, mm -hmm. you guys, the whole thing. It, it, you know, it was a it was a V eight engine, and all the parts were humming. Mm. And that's awesome. I mean, I guess for for you guys having been involved in some really interesting projects, um, many of which are you know incredible world class experiences for world-class brands how, how do you feel this experience new zealand design sits on up against those in terms of the the world stage so to speak you guys i mean you guys you guys took the pepsi challenge and you won i mean you know i, I speak and mick's going to chime in straight after me but i'm i'm you know i'm really 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 proud of this of this project, and I think it's on a global scale. I don't think there's anything else out there right now that's even close to this. Um, you know, there is some not taking away from anybody else. There's some amazing stuff out there, um, but the real-time data viz aspects, the you know, just there's so many things here. You know, get the gamification, the real-time data viz, the you know, good lord, I mean. You know the laundry list of things that are in that space, the tech behind it, the aesthetic behind it, the you know the architectural spatial design behind it. You know, like we came up with that Instagram thing just as a, a self-promoting um, media tool within. It's got a, what we call the little engine, and and I can't remember what you put the stats down as, but just that kind of thing. Is, is there's so many things at play here that it, it's 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 a head spinner. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting in terms of like the the experience itself, you know, actually being able to visualize that convergence of, like you say, Adam, like sailing and, and, and technology through these seven zones is phenomenal. You know, like I was 
reflecting the other day just how mind-blowing it is to be able to walk through say the wind tunnel which is you know um uh you know lifetime data re- visualization of a cross-section of the wind that you can interact with and I mean, you tell, if, if, if you if you've seen anything like that around the planet right now like send it to me because i'm not i haven't seen it that's incredible yeah. and you know niwa full credit to those guys they came in again mm. like, as we we're talking about everyone had their bit and then somebody would come in and say yeah that's cool you know you played in a d i can play it in an f i don't know anything. you know they would come in and all of a sudden it's like whoa holy crap okay we're in a whole different sphere now you know when Niwa came in and said here's a horizontal cross-section of the wind and we're going to mm, project mm. and map that onto the walls i was like all right we're in a good spot here <laughs> yeah i think what's interesting too is just to keep going with this what sets it apart i think from a lot of the experiences that you see published and being submitted for awards and stuff today is that um we're not selling a shoe Mm-hmm. You know, where there's a lot of education happening here. There's a lot of interactivity uh, for all ages. And I, I know I sound like a Disney ad or something right now, but but it really is as an as an impressive pop up centered around an international sporting event. It punches way above its weight. Mm-hmm. You know, like you see installations done for the Super Bowl where it's like measure the speed of how far fast you can throw a football. Well, that's great. But this is like seven stations teaching some, you know, 12 year old about um, how technology is going to change the world in the, in, Mm. in, 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 by way of example of here's how it's doing it in sailing, but there's, Mm. they're getting the connection. They're getting, they're understanding the, the connection of its relationship, that sport event its relationship to the world mm-hmm. around them, the weather and the conditions and the tides and the, it was, and even just speed of data and stuff. So it's, it's, that's, that's why I think it's pretty impressive because mm-hmm. it's not just um, a pop-up that's around um, cheesy moments. It's not just Instagrammable, yeah. although we have moments that are Instagrammable because of how, how amazing they are in terms of speed of data or something. But it isn't just that, right? There's a there's a really interesting point to it, and you don't see a lot of that right now. No, it's a, it's a live living space. You know what I mean? It's literally due to the real time data that's getting created per day. It is a live living space, and all we have really done is put parameters on it. Mm. That's all we've mm. really done. You know, aesthetically, you know, you know, architecturally, um, technically, we put parameters on it. But what happens on those days is, is, is up to whatever happens, you know, outside. And, and it's, you know, if getting your head around that and achieving that, um, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. Mm. It's, it's interesting in terms of, um, you know, I, th- I think for all of us, the, 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 the measure of success is the cream of a project in terms of um, the effectiveness of it. And I was... I was just reading some initial um, analytics through. I mean, we've only been open for what, maybe three months or so, but it's just phenomenal in terms of how it's being received. I'll I'll rattle off a few figures here. I've got them in front of me, but it's getting like 9.3 ratings out of 10. 
um, 95% of slots booked, 98% attendance, which is incredible um, for a free event. Most free events usually get 20 to 30%. You know, we've had over 20,000 visitors through in the first two months. Um, you know, over 11.1 million social impressions. Mm. You know, it's just, you know, over 25,000 AC75 boats built um, Jeez, in the boatmaker zone. You know, like, it's just, it's incredible to see some of those figures coming through. And, and I think in terms of um, how to wrap that up in terms of a greater success, which is what you guys were alluding to before, you know, of been able to take something incredibly complex, like how ETNZ is able to design a boat and be able to get optimum, um, you know, data through to be able to kind of form and shape the, the hull of the boat and, and um, the, the, the foils and the rudder from, through to um, being able to kind of live map the, the weather conditions and be able to kind of look at that visualization and understand it is something that I think is really interesting in terms of making something almost become plain speak that a five-year-old kid to a 50-year-old can kind of understand it. And I think that's a really, a really, um, just a really awesome in terms of success, like um, thing for us to kind of go, yeah, yeah that five-year-old kid does understand it. That, that's kind of, that's kind of job done in a lot of ways, you know? It's funny because that was definitely one of our, our discussion points when we were there as one, you know, like a two-year-old can operate an iPad, you know, mm. and we needed to make sure that the space had that same ethos that, you know, that the technology while incredibly advanced wasn't also an inhibitor or, or also didn't create a fear factor and stop people from actually engaging with it. And, you know, the mm. product has, in, and obviously with the stats that you've just given, the end product is a very uh, tactile in a way, you know, very, um, people feel very connected to the space by the looks of things, you know, 11 million, 11.1 million impressions. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, 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 again, batting well above its weight group, 98, 95, 98% capacity um, occupancy. Mm -hmm. Come on, that's, that's, that's pretty wild. Mm. What, did you, what were your stats when you did uh, A837 uh, at Samsung, Mick? Well, that's a little unfair because I would say these numbers are pretty amazing mm. um, for the kind of, average activations that we would do they're actually on par with those activations it's unfair if if i use the total numbers no, because no, if no. i had lebron go through there yeah. that would be like that would skew it you know we would have lebron go through a, a vr thing and and post that on instagram and we'd get like 20 million you know views or total views with organic and indirect and and so yeah it's but by comparison, it's through the roof, right? It's through the roof. Yeah, we're getting mm -hmm. some amazing hits on this thing, and and it's pretty impressive to see. I mean, people mm -hmm. are talking about it, which is great. Um, they're sharing, which is great. It's all positive. That's the other thing that's great. I mean, a lot of times you see traffic around something, but it isn't all positive. No, but mm -hmm. I actually haven't seen uh, much negativity around <laughs> this this race zone experience, which is great. And I guess, I guess that we haven't really talked about Spur because obviously they've done, a, they did an exceptional job, you know, yeah, absolutely. 
Deep as well. Um, you know, you know, full shout out to to John Batch, Exceptional Engineering, Engineering, Build Media, Satellite. But you know, Spur are still there every day, making making that percentage of occupancy hum. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you've got to be you've got to be good at your job to make that work, and not to get people pissed off. And that's mm. that, that's an art within itself because you know. If you're an impatient New Yorker, not looking at anybody, but if you're an impatient New Yorker, <laughs> um, you know, you'd be throwing mm. your toys out of the cot if you had to wait too long and blah, blah, blah. And nowadays everyone's got two thumbs that love to, you know, talk trash. So I think still to this day, it's, it's doing everything that it was intended to do and doing it very, very well. With that point, if you do want to book tickets, Google spark 5g race zone because <laughs> it's it's actually an interesting point you know in terms of um the whole booking side of things you know like this this event is so sought after that it's often booked out weeks in, in advance so i think we've we're going up to i think march at this stage so um there's still time to get in there but in terms of um i guess just a bit of an outgoing question for 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 the group with innovative experience design what do you guys feel or experiential design what do you guys feel is is next Oof. in terms of trends or that's inexpensive I th- well obviously now we're, we're we're in a very weird conundrum aren't we um obviously the virtual world's you know now kind of gone and 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 the you know, gaming technology like Unity and so forth is, is beginning to step in and, cre- and create virtual worlds. Um, I think personally, once the vaccine comes through and we get back to what we call a normal life, I think people are going to scream towards being in places together again. I think you know people are, you guys probably you're not feeling the same angst as what we're feeling over here, but people have been cooped up in tiny apartments for a long, long time. And we miss all that stuff. So I think that while the virtual world has definitely catapulted into the forefront now, I do think mm. that we will um, get back to being more. I think the, the 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 concerts, the experiential stuff that you'll be seeing twenty twenty two moving forward will be pretty exceptional because there'll be just such a let loose of creativity that's been bottled up for too long. Um, <laughs> mm. You know, I and I, I for me personally, as a guy who plays around with data, I see data. Um, and as as we saw with with race zone, I think that that data and our ability to play with it, and as the technology moves towards it, creating real worlds in real time, creating all sorts of things in real time, processing through data, is 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 an exponential world that that um, we have no idea where that's going to go. Nick, yeah, I think. Um... Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. Yeah. Edit, edit that out if you need to. I, I, you guys froze on me and glitched. Um, you, you know, what's really interesting is, is Adam and I are currently uh, talking to two different groups about uh, VR experiences uh, in being kind of um, experiential in the real world. Um, gamification um via community and i think that's interesting so we spent the last year cooped up inside so we've all adjusted to a life of of kind of more digital you know whether it's through uh, all our zoom meetings or to using supernatural on oculus 2 to work out if you if you guys haven't seen that out there check it out it's pretty crazy and it's it's the 
that's an amazing uh, platform for working out. But what you're starting to see is we're we're getting calls to say, okay, when this world gets back to normal, how do we actually keep doing the things that we're doing, uh, but in a community setting? So Adam's actually been consulting a lot with this group that does VR uh, without giving names. But how do we create like a big club community house around this activity, around mm. virtual experiences, which is really interesting. And then mm. the other one is really um, an opportunity that we're looking at around how do you take these kind of digital uh, work tools that we're all using mm. and create opportunities in real time and in real life to still do what you do work from home, but not home. How do mm. we create places where people work uh, remotely, but together? And that's a pretty interesting concept yeah. that, that we're working on right now. So, mm. um, you know, what's the Starbucks of the future kind of thing. Um, so experientials changed a lot because of this pandemic. And I think post pandemic, it won't revert. I think to Adam's point, it really is a build on what we've learned, you know, from this, this opportunity, if you want to look at it that way. Mm. Wow. Yeah. That sounds amazing. It's, about, it's going to be an interesting, about, brave new world to hit it. How about you, Danny? How do, how do you see the next couple of years playing out? I, I, I think, you know, I think you've both, both raised some really, really interesting points. You know, I, I think a lot of, um, a lot of brands are pushing even more mm. to experience design and, and there's a there's a reason for that yeah. you know um you know we're working on other other projects for other clients at the moment and and they're wanting to kind of funnel marketing budgets into this area and there's a reason why is because um you know a, a, an experience can really be really transformative for the brand and um it, it can actually shift a perception of that brand or of that product or of that thing so i kind of I kind of see this space growing even further, oh, you know, yeah. and, and in terms of, in terms of, you know, obviously to your point, Mick, with all of us, when we do get out of these lockdowns, people are so hungry mm. to want to um, get out and, and to go and, and, and meet or be within a space or, or to learn. Um, and, and, and I think the technology is really helping with that. Um, you know, hence why this experience I think is, with the initial figures anyway, is really well received, you know? Um, so I think it's a, it's a really exciting point in time to be. I definitely think, you know, I think that we're getting more comfortable with the technology, um, mm. making the experiential world better. I think that clients and people aren't looking them to be such a pop-up experience. I think that that's where it quite often falls down is they kind of do it like, oh, we'll do, we'll do a pop-up for a month and it'll be fun. And it's like, it just doesn't really work like that. You know, you need to commit to the experience for it to have to be something. Um, and, you know, it can be traveling within a concert or whatever that might be, but, you know, you do need to kind of give the consumer a chance to, to enjoy it. Um, I, I think that the, the pop-ups are okay, but I don't think it, I don't think that bang for the bang for the dollar. I don't think it's, it's, it's a smart play, but I do think the experiential world, um, has gone from, you know, a, a niche thing into a real thing. It will be interesting to see what, you know, post 
post vaccine and 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 people actually getting out into the real world, it will be very interesting to see what this new world looks like. Mm. I think awesome, um, guys. Well, yeah, I might I might wrap up at this point, guys. Um, they can edit this little bit out. Um, but um, just because we we're um, there's been so much awesome stuff said, but we're going over a little bit in terms of time. Great. So. Um, yeah, great, great um, thoughts, guys, eh? and sound bites. I'll just do a little um, wrap up yeah. Um, and then, um, yeah, be cool. Danny, thank you very much for having us, mate. Oh, it's been yeah, so great. good. It's been amazing having you guys um, on for this conversation, you know, and um, yeah, what an incredible thing to be part of. So thank you. And um, take care over there, Mick. We hope <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much hey get us well, more work get us more work okay <laughs> so we can get an excuse to come down to new zealand yeah uh i love we're working, on it. we're working on it mick we're working on it well hey thank you for listening to the designers institute of new zealand podcast um keep an eye out for the next episode we'd love for you to share this on facebook twitter and instagram where you can tag the Designers Institute of New Zealand. And if you're feeling really generous, you can give us a rating on iTunes. It really helps the podcast to get out to new listeners. So thanks so much.